Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a Christian psychotherapist specializing in trauma therapy, couples, relationships, and personal development. She is passionate about your life and is here to encourage, teach, and inspire you to be your own best version. Find her online at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Now, with today's fresh insights, Cynthia Hyatt. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for taking time to be here with me today. And we are finishing up today and tomorrow the show on generosity and how important generosity is, especially in relationships and what it does for our health and what it does for the health of our relationship. And it helps us to really stand apart from the rest of the world when we look generous. And so we talked about God, uh, 10 characteristics of the God-honoring generosity. And it, it really is about reflecting God's extravagant generosity. That, that we know that, that here in Acts uh, chapter 20, verse 35, it says, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And so we talked about the motivation of genuine love, talked about the aim of it brings pleasure to God, It strengthens the unity in the body of Christ. It also is a great response to enemies. It's one of the best ways we can change the heart of an enemy. We also talked about doing good as it glorifies God. And it helps us develop a fear of the Lord as well, because it helps us respect the fact that we can trust him with his willingness to give us everything that we could possibly need, and many times what we want. And so it causes us also to prove God that when when we are really giving generously and when we are doing our tithing and our offering, we prove God that his word is, is good and that he will give back abundantly to us. And then we talked about giving with a generous heart and what that looks like. So today we're going to talk about the benefits of generosity. And I really like this. Um, this the Dalai Lama, he had a great way of expressing what generosity is about. And he says, if you want others to be happy, practice compassion. If you want to be happy, practice compassion. And the same is certainly true of generosity. Generosity, the quality of being kind and understanding, the willingness to give others that have value, to give them things that have value to you brings value to them. And it's, it's defined as an act of selflessness. The nice thing is that studies are now showing that generosity is actually, strangely enough, selfishly, in your best interest. Because practicing generosity is a mental health principle. And it really could be the very key to a happy and healthy life. So we talked a lot about these different ways to be generous. It doesn't have to just be with money. It can be with courtesy, with politeness, with kindness. And I'll tell you, you know, how nice it was this morning. I drove into the parking garage here at the station. And I was running a little bit late. And so I jumped out of my car and I started to walking between the cars, and this woman that had parked in front of me opened her car door because she was getting out at the same time. So I almost bumped into it. 
And she so graciously, generously said, oh, I'm sorry, sorry about that. And it just changed everything for me. I just laughed and I said, no, I said I wasn't looking. And it was just this wonderful boost of just happiness. So if you really want less stress and more a more meaningful life, it's not enough to inspire you to rev up the practice of generosity. Consider that generosity promotes great social connection and improves relationships. Like I just said about this woman that I don't even know, she just gave me this great boost. So we know that when we give to others, we don't only make them feel closer to us, but we feel closer to them. And this is because being generous and giving kindness encourages us to perceive others in a more positive light and fosters a sense of community and a feeling of interconnectedness. They're doing some new work in inner cities. Instead of trying to up the police effort and presence and try to control violence, they are sending people into the communities to practice kindness, generosity, and politeness. And it fosters this overall good feeling in the community, which causes people to have better behavior. And so they're finding that it really is turning these communities. They're like these agents of kindness that go in. And they practice forgiveness and forbearance everywhere that they walk through the city. So being generous also helps us feel better about ourselves. It's this natural confidence builder It's a natural repellent of self-hatred. By focusing on what we are giving rather than on what we are receiving, we create a more outward orientation toward the world. It, It shifts the focus away from self, and it causes us to not be so self-centered. Like, what's happening to me, and why don't I have that, and why is why does this person have that, and I don't have that, and and really putting the blinders on and making our way through the day. And so it maintains this healthy level of self-awareness and sensitivity to oneself, as well as it narrows that negative lens that we can have a tendency to look through. See, we spend so much time, you know, listening to that critical inner voice in our heads, and it scrutinizes Every move we make nags us with negative thoughts, right? And we get all these negative thoughts and feelings toward ourselves. Well, what happens is that externalizes. Because remember, we've talked a lot about this idea that I can't produce outside of me what isn't inside of me. And what is inside of me will show up outside of me. So if, I, if I'm really having all this negativity in me, I'm feeling like the world is so unfair, and, and I'm looking at other people and I'm judging them and I'm prejudiced against them, and I have negative thoughts about myself, I end up really externalizing that. And the more negatively I think about me, the more negatively I'm going to think about you. And so these negative thoughts, it really undermines our confidence and leads to self-sabotage. So when we're being generous, it distracts us from that horrible, critical inner voice and all those nasty thoughts. And so it really helps us to see someone else 
benefiting from our kind actions. Every time I do that, I feel better about me. And it makes my day go smoother. And it makes the world feel like a kinder, softer, gentler place. So let's talk about four steps to really practicing generosity. Think about this. Give something that is sensitive to the other person. So generosity is most effective when the gift you offer is sensitive. Think about what that person needs or wants. It's not always about material things. It's really about giving yourself. Because when you give yourself to someone, there's a much bigger bang for your buck, so to say. When you give yourself and you have a kind gesture, a smile, you're polite, you give time, you give forgiveness, these types of things last longer than money. Because as soon as I receive it, it starts to grow in me. And as soon as I give it, I get more. So sometimes just being present and available to a loved one who's having a hard time is the greatest gift you could possibly give. Because remember, time is a limited commodity. Once we've spent it, we can't get it back. But when we spend time with people, we actually create benefit. We create feelings of well-being, helps our immune system, helps us to pass it along. And remember, relationships take time. Humans need time. This is what God does for us. He's available all the time. He spends time with us, even if we don't notice that he's present. Because humans need time. This is another really important one. Accept appreciation. It's just as important to appreciate a kindness that someone gave to you as much as giving kindness. So be open to people who express appreciation towards you. Generosity, it's a two-way street. Allowing someone to express their gratitude is just as important, just as important as the generosity and a part of what makes you feel closer to them. So researchers in the Department of Psychology at University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, they've done this study, and this is what they discovered. The emotion of gratitude uniquely functions to build a high-quality relationship between a grateful person and the target of his or her gratitude. So the person who performed the kind action is just as important as receiving the action. So you don't just brush off a thank you with comments like, oh, it was nothing, or don't worry about it. The way you give back when someone does something generously to you is to look them in the eye and say, thank you, thank you. That's what I did this morning with this woman. She was so kind to me. Instead of like looking at me like I was having a problem and me giving her some dirty look like seriously, she just looked at me and smiled and said, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. 
And it, and I said, oh, thank you. No, I, I wasn't looking. And it was a huge boost of emotional energy. So we accept the generosity of others. This is our third one. Now, some people have a much easier time giving than receiving. However, it's really important to let others do things for you. We call this the generosity of acceptance. So being pseudo-independent or self-denying robs your loved ones of the opportunity to feel the joy of giving. They feel better about themselves. They feel better about you. You feel better about you and you feel better about them. This is part of depositing into that emotional bank account. My husband and I are very polite to one another. And it makes just the entire home and the, the um, experience of our relationship stressless. The kinder we are to one another, the more polite and gracious I am to him, and he is to me, we have less stress in our relationship. Things don't bother us as much because we have all this depositing into the emotional bank account so that we have a lot more deference and forbearance for one another. We're, we're very mistake-making people. But it doesn't hurt as bad because the atmosphere of the relationship is generous. So accepting generosity of others may be uncomfortable if you feel unlovable or unworthy. If you've had those feelings growing up. Because accepting generosity and being gracious also is kind of a vulnerable feeling. So this is really important that we receive generosity as a way for God to heal those feelings of, of low self-worth or that we're devalued or that we don't measure up or that we have sin in our life and so we feel guilty and horrible and shamed and all these things. When I accept generosity, because you have to understand, it comes from the Lord. But the way the Lord gives generously is through his people. So it's an act of love. And it may seem counterintuitive, but many people respond negatively to being loved. Because it is a vulnerable feeling. It's, it, it's similar to when I, I say to people, it, it's, it's being a more flexible person. You know, the flexible people don't break. So the more I accept love and generosity and give it, I'm far more flexible when it comes to the hits of this world and the jostling and the shoving. and the, it all, I am much better able to manage some of the negativity, the hatefulness, prejudice, the stress of this world. So the fourth one, you want to show appreciation. So remember that gratitude, it's an important part of the equation. Show your appreciation for generosity. Any generosity that's directed towards you, even if you feel shy or uncomfortable, resist the temptation to say things like, oh, this is too much, or you shouldn't have... Instead, just say thank you. Or better yet, let the person know what their generosity meant to you. 
because generosity is truly the gift that keeps giving. Each day, life presents us with a hundred, hundreds of opportunities to be generous. And by making a lifestyle of generosity, we do ourselves and the others and the world good. We make it a better place. And we as Christians are called to have a heart as, as God. God is very generous. One of the ways we reflect to the world the heart of God is to have that quality of generosity. We want the world to experience Christians differently. That's why I do this show. That's why I'm so thankful that you listen. Because we want to change the world. And remember, our Lord, Jesus, changed the world one person at a time. When he had no technology, but every person that interacted with him was changed. So this is how we reflect the love of Jesus, is we give generously. So God will give us a measure of faith, and we can ask for an increase. We can say to God, I'm kind of embarrassed to be so gracious or so um, loving or so kind to people I don't even know. And I get worried to do it with people I do know because maybe they'll take advantage of me. So we ask God for an increase. We just say, Give me courage. Give me confidence, Lord, so that I can be that person to the world that you are. So Ephesians um, chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. This is the, the New International Version. It's really probably one of my most favorite verses. And he says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably, immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Think about the power Jesus has and what he did to change the world forever. And that's the power that's at work within us. And we can ask for more. We can ask for a bigger space inside of us to hold more of that love of Christ. More of that generosity. It's amazing when I, when I think on the fact that Jesus came to earth, was trapped in a mortal body, when he's the God of the universe. I mean, this is... This is Amazing. And he's in this human body, could only travel three miles an hour because that's the pace of humans. He's the three mile an hour God. He walked everywhere and he changed the entire world. So put our faith, let's put our faith in God and love people, not the other way around. See, we have this tendency to put our faith in people as a way to God. When God deserves our love and we put our faith in people as a way to believe in God. So what, we kind of get it turned around. 
So we put our faith in God. We love people. So we make sure that our faith in people is a way to be gracious and loving toward God. It doesn't mean that our faith is actually in them because people let us down. So we don't want to put our faith in people as a way to believe in God. And see, this is really important because people do this frequently. If a Christian lets them down, they lose their faith in God. Now, what does God have to do with that, right? The person let you down. If I recognize that I put my faith in God, and then I still can believe in people, but I don't believe in people the way I believe in God. Because then I have appropriate expectations on humans. Because my source is always God. And when people pour into my life, it's just an increase. And I love that. But I can't depend on that as a way to believe in God or to validate that God exists. So Matthew 19.26, this is the Net Bible. Jesus looked at them and replied, This is impossible for mere humans, but for God, all things are possible. See, nothing is impossible. Problem is, God does things his ways, not our ways. If we look to God to do it our way, what we want, what makes sense to us, then it is impossible because it's not God's way. God makes all things possible. And this is an important concept that I want you to think about, that all things are possible with God. This is one of the reasons we can be so generous. And I don't mean being irresponsible. But God makes all things possible, so he can give me more. He can continue to give me more. The more I give away, the more I get. Because I'm now a good steward with what God is giving me. So I am always being increased if I'm willing to give away. So we love generously. Liking, that's a preference. Okay, I don't like everybody. Everybody doesn't like me. But I do love all humans. Because love is a choice and it's a mandate. And this means we love because he first loved us. We love generously because he loves us generously. So this means with people I don't really like, I can still be kind, I can still be courteous, I can be gracious, I can practice forbearance and forgiveness because that is an act of love. And you know what really happens sometimes? I actually start to like them too. So generosity, this is the opposite of withholding because withholding is not a quality of God. That's a quality of our sin nature. It's based on selfishness, fear, and control. We don't like being vulnerable. So we have this tendency as unregenerated people to withhold love, approval, acceptance as a way to control people. It's just that it doesn't work. In fact, it produces and encourages more bad behavior. The withholding of love as a punishment didn't work. Because if it worked, God would never have sent his son. We're not talking about rewarding bad behavior. But we can model out relationships after God. He loves, he chastens, at the same time, he loves and never lowers the standard. Thank you for joining me today. We're going to finish up tomorrow with this generosity, this virtue 
that we really want to incorporate into our hearts, our minds, our lives, our relationships. So be generous today. Be very, very generous with what you have. You don't have to give what you don't have, but you can be generous. God bless you. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day. To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m. and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember, be your own best version. Yeah.